welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty, your host, and today I'm joined with the Adrian Peterson, and um, I am a huge fan of him because I grew up watching him play for OU Sooners, Boomer, and uh, maybe you're watching today, you're an athlete, you're a pastor, you're a businessman. Today I'm going to talk to Adrian about leadership and his story and learning about how God used him at a young age on the football field and beyond as a leader. So Adrian, tell, tell people a little bit of who you are and growing up. You grew up in Oklahoma, right? No, I actually, I grew up in Palestine, Texas. Oh, Texas. Palestine, Texas, East Texas. And then Texas. you came to Oklahoma. Yeah. I lived, Share your story yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I grew up in Palestine, Texas. It's like um, an hour and 10 minutes uh, southeast of Dallas. Okay. And a uh, really small town, like 15,000. Um, so yeah, I grew up um, loving football. You know, I always had this vision of playing in the NFL. You wow. know, I had jumped past like college and all that. It was like I'm playing in the NFL. I'm playing in the wow. NFL. And um, you know, um, early on in my life, I grew up um, with just me, and my mother, and I had an older brother who was a year older than me, and uh, she was a single parent um, wow. until I was like nine, ten years old. Um, and just doing doing that time, um, it was you know it, it was tough. It was tough, but I feel like I relied on football to kind of escape. Yeah. You know, to escape everything um, going on in my life. My father being there in my hometown, but it's, it's different when you don't have that father figure in-house. Yeah. Um, so football was kind of like my escape. So it's kind of like a, a little, just give you a little bit. You know? Yeah. I love it. So was there a hero that you looked up to as a kid, as a teenager, that you said, that's what I want to be one day? Was there an NFL player that you were like, Man, I admire him. I, I, I like the way he plays. Mm-hmm. I, was there anyone like that? Yeah, it was actually um, a couple guys. Okay. Uh, Terrell Davis was a guy that I looked up to and really loved him. You know, being from Texas, loving the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, uh, Emmitt Smith. Um, but the guy that that inspired me the most, I would say, is Deion Sanders. Wow. You know, he was a guy that, you know, he was so athletic and gifted. You know, he did special teams, defense, offense. You know, he did it all. So in my in my vision, that's the type of player that I wanted to be because I felt like I had that, that type of uh, ability. Yeah, to do multiple things. Yes. So you shared on vision. A lot of people don't know what they want to do in their future. And I love that you said I had a vision of where I was going to go one day, what I was going to do. Did that vision just, was it like at a young age you all of a sudden got it or was it growing over time it was how did you like how did you get that vision how did you hold on to it during the tough mm-hmm. seasons yeah it was a vision that when I, when I sit back and think about it now it was a vision that was uh, that was, it was embedded in me you know yeah. because it was it was like there was no disbelief that it wasn't going to happen you know I love it so I was consumed with it and I just knew you know eventually I will be playing in the NFL and just through my life journey there was different things that I went through that um, that made me stronger um, and even more stronger stronger willed as well you know I mentioned my my older brother um, who was a year older than me me and my mom we actually moved to um, Dallas for about four or five years and um, how old were you when y'all moved? Um, I was, I was thinking I was like five. Yeah, around my five. Okay. And um, um, so we moved to Dallas for a short period of time. We lived in South Oak Cliff. And it's kind of, you know, you get some different experiences in, in that part of, of, of Dallas, the area of Dallas. 
and um, the thing that kind of shifted me the most was I lost my brother there. Mm. Um, and I'll never forget the day um, I was actually out playing football and we weren't supposed to be out playing. We, my mom was at work and my uncle, we was, my uncle was at my mom's apartment and we had an auntie that lived like two buildings over as well. And uh, we, we convinced my uncle, hey, come here, let's, let's go outside and play. So I was outside playing, playing football, of course, and my brother, uh, him and a group of his friends, they were riding their bikes. And it was like a little slant to come up into the apartment. And our school was right across the street as well. And um, I just remember someone running over. I was like, we were playing football like on the side of the apartments in the grass, the grassy area. And I remember someone running over saying, hey, Adrian, your brother just got hit by a car. And I remember just yeah. like coming around the curve and seeing him land there. Wow. You know? And you know, I ran up to him. And I had his head, I lifted his head up a little bit, mm. and I was trying to get him to respond, and he didn't respond at all, mm. you know? And his, his head was just, like, it looked like it immediately swole, mm. you know? And I remember laying him down, and I don't think I've ever ran this fast in my life. I sprinted as fast as I could to my aunt's, my aunt's house, and I, I told her exactly what happened. I remember the ambulance passing by as I was knocking on the door, and, um, it was just, it was just chaos from that point on, and we ended up losing him. He, you know, he uh, he was he was pronounced brain dead. Um, yeah. You know, and the thing that I took from that that just made me stronger was my brother. He was even though he was a year older than me, it was kind of like I was a big brother because I was always he was like slim, and I was always kind of like I was slim too, but I was like muscular and yeah. you know I used to take up for him like you know guys who try to bully him, but he was like a nerd. And he was so athletic. My mom wow. was a sprinter, so we, we get it from her side. But he was so fast. And we were, you know, at this time, we were, I was seven, he was eight. And we were being like 14, 15-year-old kids running, like easily. Wow. But I never could beat my brother. I never could beat him. So, well, you know, when this happened and during that time, you know, I grew up a lot faster because I had to be stronger for my mom. Like, my mom cried for a year straight. Wow. And there was times that I used to get out of bed and go in and, you know, try to comfort her, you know, keep my tears, you know, in and, you know, just let her know, hey, mom's going to be okay. I'm here for you. So I felt like that molded me and made me strong. Um, and I feel like in life, there's all, you're going to go through different situations. Trials, troubles, and, and, tragedies, all of it. I, I know, and, I, and I'm a firm believer that it's all about how you respond yeah. to a situation and how you view a situation that can shift, you know, the direction or, or decisions that you make in life. And for me, I looked at my brother passing as, you know, this is something I'm going to use to motivate me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to continue to do this no matter how I detour. I'm always going to get back on track because you know, I want to do this for him. You know, yeah. I want to make him proud. Wow. You know, I found comfort in knowing that, bam, his ticket is already punched. You know, I kind of sit back now and just like, man, the life that, and the, the trials and things that we have to go through and the world that we live in, like, I wish he was here, but he was able to escape that. And I know that he that ticket for him is punched and he's there. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I need to get there. I need to make sure that my family and my kids, you know, um, get there 
as well. But um, you know, that's that's one thing that really it drove me. You know, I'm gonna make him proud. You know, I knew if he was here, he'd probably be running the Olympics. You know, like he yeah. was he was just that talented. Wow, I love there's so much powerful leadership truth from what you said. Uh, one, we can't control what happens to us in life, but we can control how we respond to it. Just like you, I lost my uh, close family member, my dad, and man, he was my hero. He was he was my best friend. Growing up in a pastor's kid's home and a church with a school, a lot of people didn't want to invite me to hang out because they thought I was going to tell my dad. He's the <laughs> pastor of the school. and yeah. So I ended up getting close to him. So when he passed, you know, I couldn't stop it. The cancer, his head swelled up. And I, you know, even just listen to what you're saying. I remember my last memory with my dad, he wasn't the same. He wasn't, he didn't look the same that I remembered him as. But I had that moment just like you. Am I going to let this break me or am I going to let this make me? Am I going to let it kill the, you know, the dreams inside me or am I going to let it motivate and know that he's cheering us on, just like your brother mm -hmm. is cheering you on from heaven, saying, don't stop, Adrian, keep going. There's more. There's God's got more for you. Man, that's powerful. So fast forward. You go to OU. Mm -hmm. You're playing there. Um, what was it like, the transition into college football and then to NFL? Talk a little bit about the moments where you maybe wondered, is this going to happen? Am I going to go to the NFL? Or maybe you always had the confidence, mm -hmm. but there were times where you felt like, Maybe throwing in the towel or some little leadership nuggets from that season of life. Yeah, um, just making that transition from from high school to college. Obviously, it was totally different. You know, it was my first time being away from home, um, and you know, I, I felt like I, I approached it with the you know the right mindset. I graduated high school, and our graduation was on a Saturday. That Sunday, I was already I was already in Oklahoma. Wow! And I had a friend that was like three years older than me that played for the Sooners. And um, I, I moved in with him. Um, so, you know, I was able to get in and, and start early. Um, but as the, uh, the season started, and the, one of the reasons I went to the University of Oklahoma was because it was, it was a, a wonderful college, great people, small um, college campus. And um, so I wanted to make sure that I surrounded myself and I felt more like at home. Yeah. You know, and obviously have a chance to to win and play a, a championship. I mean, play for a championship as well. Um, Y'all won the the cha the national championship. Well, my my freshman year, we made it to the national championship. And we lost to USC. I remember that. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but you know, my my freshman year was was That's amazing. My bad. I didn't bring that up. <laughs> I, bro. You know, I feel bad. Okay. I'm like snap. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll cut it out of the interview. I got robbed for the Heisman Trophy that year too. Come on, Adrian. You're still a Heisman I in my feel, heart, bro. I appreciate that. You're still, my you're still heart, a leader too. You know, I learned Come a lot on. about politics. That's there you, you know, go. During my time there, um, but my freshman year, um, I, my record just got broke for most rushing yards by by a true freshman, and. Um, so it, everything started off great, you know. It was, I was up for the Heisman Trophy. I finished second for the Heisman. We played a national championship game, so it was a wonderful experience. Of course, during that time, I met my beautiful wife, um, Ashley Peterson, who's a native of Tulsa. And I Tulsa. love that you guys are here together at the marriage conference. Oh, yeah, of course. That's powerful. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it was a lot of good things that took place that freshman year. Um, things just kind of not went downhill, but I... I, I I took more blows my sophomore year. Mm. My sophomore year, when it came to the football, um, you know, I was kind of slacking in my in as far as the classroom, and um, I I got injured. 
had a, mm. a high, a grade three high ankle sprain, mm. sprain, and um, I was out for like six weeks. Did that mess with you psychologically, mentally? Um, it, it it did, you know, because there was there were there were goals that I had already, you know, written down things that I wanted to accomplish, accomplish, and you know, that kind of threw me off track, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of wavered in how I was approaching the classroom, and you know, and I didn't lose faith in what I would be able to do once I got back out there. Um, but it was. Uh, it was it was a blow because it was like man you know I know I missed six to seven weeks how will I be able to you know put myself in a position to help my team win a champion a championship um, you know win a Heisman Trophy those type of things that I, I wanted to accomplish so um, I was able to come back and you know we finished off pretty decent my junior year everything started off great um, you know I had a great off season. I was back focused. The first five weeks, I had like a thousand yards rushing, um, and bam, just like that, I um, I, I was injured again. Mm. And I never forget the play. I never, I've never dove in the end zone since. It was against Iowa State, and I broke for like a forty-yard, fifty-yard run, and I dove, and I was going to roll over in the end zone. And when I dove, someone clipped my leg, and it shifted me, and all my momentum came down on my left side. So you, you hear that right there? That's my collarbone. Ooh. And that's how it healed. I broke my collarbone, and just like that, my, uh, my season was over. You know, mm -hmm. so for me, it was a great learning lesson because it was like, you know, success, like, don't just depend on, you know, wow. um, success as far yeah. as, you know, sports and stuff like that because just like that, it can it can come to an end. Wow! It, it can come to an end, and I came back um, for the uh, Fiesta Bowl. You know, so uh, I was out for the rest of the season. My hopes of you know winning, helping my team win a, a national championship, you know, the Heisman Trophy, you know, it was over. You know, so I it was a, a dilemma for me. Like, okay, did you come back for your senior year and do it again, or you know, here in the past two years you you've missed pretty much an entire season as far as the games that you have missed. And, uh, you know, God just really, he really blessed me, um, honestly, because, and I was able to heal fast, and I was able to be a part of that Fiesta Bowl. Um, uh, unfortunately, we lost that game, and actually in that game, I, um, I re-broke my, my collarbone in that game. But, um, and I was able to just kind of look back over the past two years, and I was like, you know what? You know, God has really blessed me to be part of a great organization at the University of Oklahoma. You know, I, I think you know I want to go out on, on faith and you know submit for the the NFL. You know, and and taking the red flags that I that I had with me, I didn't discover till a month and a half after the Fiesta Bowl that I had actually rebroke my collarbone. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was lifting weights bench press and everything and um it was just like ah, I was like it just didn't feel right so mm -hmm. I, I got it examined again and sure enough I had we broke it so I had already declared for NFL so that was some trial that I had to go do like man you know I got this red flag you know a team's gonna you know be scared to draft me give me the opportunity but you know I just kept the faith you know I kept that's the faith. important right yeah, there. you got to keep the faith you know that's why I say when you get der der derailed or obstacles come 
keep the faith, control the things that you can control. You know, that's why I tell my kids, that's why I tell everyone that I have the opportunity to speak to or talk to, you know, stay, stay the course. You know, um, you might not see or understand how a situation can work out um, because you're too caught up looking at the circumstance that you're in, mm. you know, but if you believe and stay faithful yeah. and uh, just have that faith, you know, it, it, it'll happen. And, so and you were drafted that year? Yeah, I was drafted number seven overall, you know. So, wow. Yeah, 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 God yeah. showed up. He was he faithful. Up. And you went to play. Yeah. And tell, tell where you're at now. Kind of fast yeah. forward the last, <laughs> last year since then. Fast forward. Um, so um, I played 10 years in, in Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, I was blessed to go on a different journey. And uh, I, I've always been that type of person that, you know, playing for one team would have been amazing. But I always wanted to kind of venture around and try. You know, I wanted to be that guy that yeah. at least played for two or three teams. Yeah. You know, um, so I went to New Orleans for a short stay. And things just didn't work out um, when I was there. And I honestly believe that, um, you know, when the trade came about and was Arizona that, you know, God definitely was a part of that. He was orchestrating know, yeah, your yeah, steps. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I got granted a great opportunity in, in Arizona and, you know, that's where I'm at now. That's you know? awesome. So, um, yeah. the, thing, the thing I love about you, Adrian, we'll kind of come to an end here is one, you're humble, man. Like you, like you've done so many great things, but you don't come across like I could imagine some people who've done as much as you've done to mm -hmm. have an arrogance but I see you leaning in at a marriage conference with your wife, mm. praying and asking God for his help. And, you know, there's lots of leaders out there that are um, probably successful in things, but need to grow in that side of just recognizing I need God's help. Mm. I, I'm still a work in progress. I need God to continue to help me in every area of my yeah. life. I love what you said about how you learned in that one time when you were injured that you can't put all of your focus and success just in a sport that you got to be able to learn what else outside of that sport you can do. Mm -hmm. What would be some last thoughts you'd share to the listeners today in their 20s, some in their teenagers, 30s, that are wanting to grow and lead and wanting to do great things successful? Um, what has been some of those you know, things that you would just end with today, sharing with them on how to stay on that path of succeeding and leading and growing whatever it is that they're called to do? Mm -hmm. I would say first and foremost is keep God first and and whatever you do and um, you know it, it's not gonna be perfect all the time but if you have God in his rightful place you know and God, God first and for me you know my, my, my spouse um, if you if you if you have those two in place you know everything else will work out for you you know for me just becoming a you know a better father, you know, um, How old are your kids? Uh, well, the, the kids that are in our house, the oldest is nine, um, six, and two and a half. And it's awesome. All boys. My oldest is, she's 13. She lives in, in Duncanville. But um, they, they they really keep us going, you know. So yeah, for, for yeah. me, it's, it's about becoming a better father, a better husband, um, you know, being that role model, you know, for my for my, my children yeah. and my kids. Um and just walking that, walking that line, and becoming, growing closer to God. And That's like good. I like I said, you know, uh, I'm not gonna sit here and make it seem like I'm a, I'm a saint, but I'm a firm believer that God would never um, put more on you than you can bear. 
And you know, he has given us the strength right. to be able to endure anything that, that comes our way. And most importantly, whenever adversity hits, you got to get up. You got to get up so and keep pressing, keep believing, keep the faith. Um, it doesn't matter if no one believes in you. I tell people this all the time. It doesn't matter if it's your mom, your dad, your cousin, your teacher. It doesn't matter. I had a teacher tell me, tell my mom that, you know, this guy, this kid is not going to be able to get the, the grace to be able to, to, go to, to go off to college. Wow. Here I am now, you know. Like, you, 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 have to have, you have to have that belief that God has faith in you. He has yeah. given you the abilities to accomplish anything you put your mind towards. As long as you put the work in and have faith, most importantly, have faith and believe and pray because he hears you and he has instilled in you what it takes to accomplish greatness. You just got to tap into it, um, focus, put work in because faith without work is dead. It's dead. Yeah. It's void. You know, and um, it, it might not be all pretty. You might be thinking, you know what? Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm still sinning in this area and in that area. You know, walk. And try to be perfect. You're not. You're not going to. There's only one individual that walked this earth that, that was perfect. Yeah. You know, but if you continue to put God first, you know, you'll be able to, to fall down and get back up. Yeah. But that's what we are. You know, we, we, we're saints. We fall, but we get back up and we yeah. keep pressing. We keep pressing, keep learning, keep growing closer to God. And um, you can accomplish your wildest dreams. That's amazing. That's anointed. The Bible says, though a righteous man falls seven times, he will get back up again. And maybe you've fallen, maybe you've messed things up, maybe you feel like you failed God, you haven't. God's just proud that you're still breathing, that you're even watching this podcast. You want to grow, you want to learn, you want to rise up. What Adrian shared today is so powerful. Faith, put in the hard work. I'm, I'm guessing what it takes to do what you're doing takes hours and hours, day after day, practice, off-season, lifting, training, mental training and and maybe you're out there and you're you're struggling with laziness you've got to rise up you've got to tell yourself to get out there do the hard work believe in god trust in god take what he shared today you can lead you can do it powerful thank you so much adrian thanks thank for you. coming thank on you. this thank you thank, thank you guys thank for you. watching stay tuned to the learning to lead podcast we got more guests we love you guys god bless you god bless